in my roommate was my brother, Edgar Bennett. I like it a little bit warmer. He likes it a little bit colder. So every hour, he would get up and put it down to like 64. I get up 77. He wake up 63. I get up 80. He calls down. Hey, can y'all get somebody to come pick the thermostat? It just be going back up to 80. And the lady say, sir, you're too late. Your roommate already called, says too cold. It's him messing with you. Shut up and sit down. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, and North Star Mohican Casino Resort. What is up, Wisconsin? From the Inside Wisconsin Studios, my name is Trevor Thomas, sporting the Packers baseball jersey, the one and only John Anderson. J.A., we had a hell of a weekend here in Wisconsin, man. What's up, Wisconsin? What is I mean, up, Wisconsin? What, what isn't up, up in Wisconsin? What isn't up in Wisconsin right now, man? Uh, so, I, I I try to um, stay away from ultimate superlatives. This is the best thing ever because I wasn't around forever, right? And who knows? Like, if there's not a glacier that comes through and makes Lake Michigan <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe – so I need to go back like because that's one of the great things ever – but in terms of like maybe the greatest and I've been alive for in 56 uh, years, that Sunday we had with the uh, the Ryder Cup and the Brewers clinching and the Packers just finishing it off with a little CPR finish because, you know, why win easy if you can make people go through, you know, call, uh, resuscitation, pulmonary resuscitation, let's do it. But that topping it off with the Mason thing, my goodness me, I tell you what, that, that that's more than any state has the right to choose. Look at you! You've been to the uh, you went okay. to the merchandise tent. Love it. Forty ninety five for that little baby. Love it. At least, yeah. So I, I definitely. I don't know. I picked up a USA hat. This, I was there for the Ryder Good. Cup on Saturday. This is the one that they wore, so I had to buy that. I got suckered into this, the Ryder okay. Cup championship sure. hat. Good. Yep. Love it. So weird to see twenty twenty on everything that we're doing. Yeah. And then that you'll love this. It's a little kickball, Johnny, and it's uh, in the shape of a cheese ball with the Ryder Cup logo and whistling straights. It, it looks like a little ball of cheese. It, it looks. Hold it up again. You know what it looks like? Yeah, it looks like the moon. If the Which moon, is made if that out was, of cheese. If that was gray, right? It did look like yeah. you got the little, you know, sea of tranquility and the pock marks and the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? Why? Come on, Stoney. Ugh. whatever but that's out, so what are you going to use for what is that you're going to yeah, use that I'll, for what exactly i'm probably going to put it on the set behind me and just you know little yeah. otherwise otherwise i have that cluttering the house and uh and your wife just saying why is this here under my feet all the time <laughs> i do have two little boys and they they will play with this until okay it's flat. Yeah, so that no, may i need, would like to that needs to go in the yard not behind you Hey, um, speaking of a weekend, right? Okay, so we talked about the Packers a little bit with this heart attack thing last night. The Ryder Cup, man, I don't know if you've been, I'm certain that you've been to some golfing events over the years, but this Ryder Cup thing was unbelievable. It was You're crazy, insane. right? Have you been to a Ryder Cup? Haven't been to a Ryder Cup, uh, even though we've had them. Um, but I've watched them for way longer than these other guys that ever played in them. Uh, by the way, I think that's part of the reason that these guys went out and just, um, 
dump truck the Europeans is I think most of those guys grew up watching the U.S. get hammered. And I say that's always funny because I always think it's it's the Ryder Cup, right? It's America's best against Europe's best, but really they all live in Orlando. Or Jupiter, right? It's a bunch of guys that could have, you know, it's like watching the Tavistock Cup or whatever they used to have down there. And listen, tip of the cap for the Europeans when they yeah. came out on, uh, was it Wednesday with the Packer gear? They I mean, tried. Just they a tried. brilliant, brilliant move. So now we don't have to be mad. Like we can embrace these guys. Um, like outside of the 19 to 9, I'm not sure there's a better moment than when those guys came out and were like, here we are. We can play ball with y'all. I don't know. I think, uh, was it Daniel Berger? Is his name Daniel Berger? Yeah. And uh, Justin Thomas, they slammed mm-hmm. beers on number one before the yeah. uh, afternoon four ball. That was up yeah. there, too. Yeah, right. But you know what? I can do that on a golf course. I can't hit it like they can. But I thought that was such a wonderful, awesome moment. Yeah. Um, I think some of that's a credit to Strick that I think all the European guys, because they play over here enough, and he's that they know him, they like him like everybody else does. I'm not sure if Tom Watson's the captain that that happens True. but i think if steve stricker is the captain it does um i do tell people this since this is inside wisconsin true while it's a wonderful golf course i always tell people that's not what our coastline looks like our coastline is rocky and and rugged and there are no beaches on that like michigan got that when the glacier came through right it dumped all the sand over there we got here glacier stop melt you get all the rocks if you ever get to go down and Kohler and play, I love the, I, I prefer the river course. Cause I think that's what, and maybe I've said this before. That's what Wisconsin looks like. You go in there yeah. on the Sheboygan river and the woods and like, you could go play a round of golf or if you knew somebody, right. You could go in a duck blind or you could go in a tree stand. You could do about anything you want to do that defines Wisconsin on the river course property. And DJ had a vodka tonic on the 18th green when he was done. Like you said, they got after it right away. Hey, speak. Yeah, how they didn't do old fashions, I don't know, but they should have. Look at this. Oh, that would that was a miss, right? They should have had old fashions. I don't know that um, I don't know that they're that experienced in Wisconsin yet. <laughs> our guy today, our guest on Inside Wisconsin today, has his own little vodka. Check this out. I'm holding a a bottle, a big bottle. They sell two sizes of this at Festival Foods, by the way. I went to see our friends over there at Festival. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, like- this stuff's good. You and Leroy Butler go back a minute. Tell us about that. We go back a little bit uh, when he used to work here at ESPN. I always tell people. And because I, I'm from Green Bay and he's a Packer, that means we ha- I have to go introduce myself, right? I uh, just wanted to say hi and welcome. And, and then I thanked him uh, because Brett gets huge props as he should. Mm-hmm. Reggie gets huge shot as he should, because not only was great, but the fact that he came to green Bay was significant, right? When he could have gone anywhere. Sure. Uh, but Leroy was drafted was here and he had two really rough seasons. I think at least one, maybe two. Um, but he was here and he was in charge of that defense every bit as much as of Reggie white. I mean, Reggie was there, just go tackle people and sack them. Uh, Leroy was in charge of, you know, the entire secondary and the whole, even the level in front of him. And so we just we just struck up a friendship from there um, uh, every week, said hello, this, that, and the other thing. And lo and behold, when he got inducted into the Packer Hall of Fame, he called and said, hey, do you have any interest in presenting me to the Hall of Fame, which was just a staggeringly uh, shocking um, request. Uh, I cool. surrendered on the spot, of course, <laughs> and came home and, and, and did that. And it's really, that's one of, I've had a lot of great things that, that have happened uh, 
with my time at ESPN, and I'm really thankful for. But that one was really unique, obviously, because 1265 is pretty close to home, you know. Yeah. But so that was really <laughs> kind of fun and really neat. And then, you know, yeah. get home, my folks were still there. They were able to come see it. And some of my old high school buddies showed up, and Leroy was there. And gosh, his sweet little girls at the time were so awesome to see his dad. And then he went in with Robert Brooks, of all people, right? Well, that makes right. sense, right? You got to have both of them uh, with the leap. So that's kind of just where it is. And we've stayed in contact. And, uh, and um, it's just, it's that, that's how, that's how I know LeBroy. Cause like everybody else, there's a Packer. I'm from green Bay. I should go say hi to that person. <laughs> right. They just, that, that's like an obligation. You know him and he knows us. He calls Wisconsin he home as we stand here today. Excited to have him. Green Bay Packer legend, Leroy Butler on inside Wisconsin. Shut up and sit down. And here he is. There he is. The one, the only, Leroy Butler. Leroy, thanks for jumping on with us on Inside Wisconsin. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on with you, Trevor and John. You guys, uh, actually, had John on our show. Um, so we've been promoting this. This is a great platform. Why is it? Why won't? Like, why won't you share it with the other millions of people? I mean, We're starting, man. We're getting it out there. That's this the goal. Is a good show. We're like you. We're building the brand slowly, little by little. <laughs> You're right. Okay, I got you. I got you. Dude, you're you're more popular twenty years after you retired than when you played, and it's and and you were really popular then. Um, just explain sort of the longevity of how you have decided to make. We'll get to the football stuff in a, in a minute, but how you've decided to take. Uh, I've retired and in nineteen um, in two thousand one. I got a lot of life ahead of me, and I got I got the cliche. I, I've got the cloud of the cachet of being a Packer. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a place in Wisconsin, but I'm a I am a a, a Florida guy. Yeah. I need you to figure out how these all combine to go, Leroy Leroy Butler, Wisconsinite. Yeah, you know that's a good question, John. Because I think a lot of people they don't get it because you're from Jacksonville, and everybody wants to be in Florida, but not everybody. <laughs> and it, the weather's cold in Wisconsin, so which is it? And I remember having a conversation. Uh, with my mom, actually, she passed away about four, about four to almost five years ago, and she was talking to me about loyalty and um, don't forget where you come from and and just the overall brand of things. And Coach Bobby Bowden, you know, rest in peace to him. I remember him saying that you represent the team on the front of your jersey, but on the back of your jersey, you represent your family. So. Um, it was easy for me to take two or three pay cuts to stay with the Packers because I always thought the fan base was the best fan base. They really support you in anything you do. So it was easy for me to make that transition. And you're still the same person. You're just not playing games. But this is the best fan base to retire. I mean, they really support everything you do. I mean, they really do, and I really appreciate that. So it was an easy decision for me to basically just move up in Wisconsin. So I think I made a great decision. The fans make you feel at home, and now yeah. this is home to you, Leroy. You've been in yeah. Wisconsin since you played with the Packers. I mean, talk a little bit more in depth about what it is about Wisconsin. You, From the cookbooks to the dairy farmers of Wisconsin yeah. to Wisconsin cheese, I mean, you got your hands in all of it, uh, and yeah. we couldn't be more grateful that you chose to call this place home. So what is it about us? 
it's just the people. I, I mean, I'm and me and you and John were talking off air earlier. They just say hi, how's it going? Tell you a favorite packet story, and they're gone. There are certain guys that find that in Green Bay and in Wisconsin to be suffocating sometimes. Yeah. Yes. How is it that you found that to be a positive? Or to guys that said that to you, like Roy, man, I can't I can't go to the grocery store without these people suggesting what cheese I should get or suggesting, you know, yeah. what beverage I so how did you turn that or suggest to guys like that actually can be a positive. It doesn't have to be burdensome. You know, it's a great question. I'm glad you asked it because I think a lot of my former players, they do ask, like, don't you want some privacy? I'm like, well, you got to be fair. If you want to market to the people, then you got to be available for the people. I think it's lame to be uh, a famous person, but you can't give a guy 10 seconds to tell you his famous uh, ice bowl story. I have people in church and they're like, like tell three people behind the rows, can you pass the word, tell the Roy I love, you know, the Lambo Leap. And it's like, come, it, it, the pastor's preaching. It's like, yes, this guy wants to say, can you turn around and acknowledge him? Okay, hi, Bob. You were at the first Lambo Leap. And, and it's over. But if I ignore him, it keeps going every Sunday. Every mm-hmm. Sunday. Because in his head, he wants to let it, me know that he was at the first game for the Leap. So I just understand it's like a partnership, and it's a different partner every day. You were at the first Lambo Leap game. Raise your hand if anybody else was. Oh, I was okay. 10. I was ten. That's not an excuse, Trevor. I was cold. All I remember. It was kids out there with babies. <laughs> I was I was not as cold as Nick Bell, but I was cold. <laughs> Because that was 1993. I really didn't know. When I got to the stadium, I'm, guys, I'm dead serious. I thought they were going to forfeit the game because it was really cold. But I, I never heard of wind chill. John, I know you know about wind chill. I'm, sure, I, I'm yeah. from Florida. They said the wind chill may be 16 below, blah, blah, blah. I said, but these guys are from California. So it'll be a very interesting game. All right, so take us back to that. I mean, that's almost, not trying to age anybody, almost 30 no, years ago already. Yes. Did you ever think that a little 25-yard scamper for a touchdown after Reggie pitched it to you would turn into this, I mean, a worldwide phenomenon in the Lambeau Leap? What does it mean to you? Not in my wildest dreams. I, I'm dead serious. It just, because I'm a defensive back. I mean, <laughs> And I remember Holmgren saying, whatever happens, if one of you guys get a fumble, interception, don't lateral the ball. Okay, <laughs> You just run and fall because one of you guys are fumbling because your hands are not real good. Fine. When I called the fumble, I saw Reggie White, and I think he's with Steve Wisniewski, and he was about to fall. I said to myself, self, he's going to pitch this ball. And if I wouldn't be, I just felt like he was going to do it. As I'm going over there, I get the ball, and I'm so excited. I'm running down the sideline, and then the fans are like, like wondering, like, what's going on? Why isn't he stopping? And I remember jumping up there and throwing the ball down and jumping up there, and the guy had a beer in his hand. He wasted a beer, and they were so excited. And I just remember saying to him, Holmgren said not to do this. So when I ran to the bench, he came over to me. I said, uh-oh. He's going to, like, yell at me. He said, never do that again. you got to get fined. 
And I just said, that's one of the coolest things is because it has to do with the fans. You need the fans. And then a couple of years later, Robert Brooks did a story, uh, did a song about it and wrote uh, called Jump in the Stands. He made it really famous. It blew up and mm -hmm. everybody was talking about it. And it was just now they still do it years later. And it wasn't to show up the Raiders. It was just, you know, a celebration with your fans, really to hug the people with the crappiest seats, really. <laughs> Everybody wants to be on the 50-yard <laughs> line, but no one wants to be in the end zone, but now. Everybody. Yeah. That's where it's at. They go down. Uh, but tell me this, okay? Because I don't – here's what I'm, I'm – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to push back on one little part of the story. <laughs> I can see you getting yelled at. I can see anybody on defense getting yelled. I can't see anybody yelling at Reggie White for, for <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like Reggie would have been immune. Like he didn't get yelled at like you got yelled at for that, right? Yeah. There's no way anybody yells at Reggie. He didn't go to Reggie. He can't read to me. I'm like, he, I should have said that. Hey, he louder than hey, hey. But hey, it's okay. So yeah. that's a good point. But yeah. as you watch this now, guys come in and it has become it's like this rite of passage. For guys, I, I liken it to people um, at, at our place when um, people just thought I chamoised Chris Berman's car until I was in a sports <laughs> center commercial. And they're like, oh, you really work there. Like if you're an offensive player there, like you're not really a Packer until you've scored and been in the stands. And that exactly. to me, 30 years later, is perhaps the most remarkable thing of all. Probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met, John. Your dad yeah. was platinum to me. I love him. He see because you have to know what's the fabric of the people who were around when he was a young man and what they thought about um, the fans owning the team and you know and all the way back to nineteen nineteen and when you hear all that you get goosebumps and you just think about um, I, I remember one a young man came to me and said my favorite player was Donald Driver. I got these tickets, and he's. It's a long line, but he got to tell me a story. He's all. It, he was Donald Driver, and I get back to my seat, and I have my nachos and my beer, and I got my wife's beer in my mouth. I'm like, that's nasty, but okay, because he's trying to get all this stuff. Right. He's got to go get the food, and as soon as he sits down, driver comes through the leap right in his lap, and everything goes flying. <laughs> He said that was the best day of his life. Because he's thinking, what are the odds? Is Donald Driver, my favorite Packer, is going to do the Lambo leap where I'm sitting in the end zone. You know, it's any he could pick anybody. But as soon as he sits down with all this stuff and it just goes flying, and he got a chance to be on TV because he was up there, you know, patting um, Driver on the shoulder pad. That means a lot to people. And it's amazing. There's well, that least, guy's that guy's by the way, real quick, there's no way that guy's ever washed that shirt no, or that jacket no, or that no hat. Like he's no. he is so proud of those stains. That dude will he, you know, always that thing just yeah. hangs proudly and will never, never no see question. a stain stick or a shout out. Nothing. No question. Is there any point where we go, here's Leroy Butler, Lambo Lee? And we go, but he also, you know, four times first team all pro. He won a Super Bowl. I think eventually Canton and the Hall of Fame's coming. And some of that gets drowned out that we forget right. how great a player you were because we think yep. Lambo Leap first yep. and all those actual really um, tangible, uh, really important things come second. 
I'm gonna tell you what somebody told me, my mom, and she was brilliant. You play the <laughs> hits. You do, hey, whatever the fans want to hear, I'll play it again. Because <laughs> you can't lose. Sure. Oh, I, I just wrote this song three in the morning. I want y'all to hear it. They're like, dude, but can you sing the one that we really like? Okay. <laughs> I'll put that on the back burner. I don't, I don't mind it. Your mom must have spoken to Chris Berman because every once in a while I go, yes. boom. Do we need the old school references? And he'll literally go, hey, when people see the Eagles, they want to hear Hotel California. I play <laughs> That's it. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, well, he's right it. there. Uh, Trevor, what are you, are you, are you tired of uh, talking again? I, have I driven you to drink? What's going on? No, I just, you know, okay. the word leap means different things to different people. This giant bottle of leap vodka means something special to me. We're going to talk about that more in a bit. Back with Leroy Butler on Inside Wisconsin. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, and North Star Mohican Casino Resort. Helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with, we are happy, we are here, you can be the inputters, we're here to listen. We are back inside Wisconsin, between segments with our man, Roy Butler, Trevor Thomas, John Anderson, J.A., we put a graphic out in between episodes here last week. I right. talked about the one moment in Wisconsin sports history that you will never forget. I'm curious, can you name or pick just one moment in your lifetime that you will never forget? There is a wealth of candidates, but I, as like everything, I tend to go back to my youth because those are the most impactful things to me. Those are the ones that just stay with me. Those are the ones I remember the clearest. So I'm going to go 1982 American League Championship Series Game 5, two outs in the seventh. Here's Cecil Cooper, two run. We get to go to the World Series. That to me, they were down 0-2. They finally get there and like, oh, and we just, we, it looked so terrible. The Angels had throttled us and, and people forget that was a good Angels team between Reggie and, and Fred Lynn and Rod Crew, like they were beasts. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then you go and you look at the Brewers line and go, wait, so were we, <laughs> you know, it's just, we weren't exactly. right, kind of used to that. Uh, but yeah, when he hit that single and it gets through and it gets down um, and I can just still see him running down the first, that to me is my, it could have been the world series. We didn't quite get there in game seven. Um, so that one, look, that's another one. You know how I always get goosebumps. So there's another yeah, goosebumps I'm just talking about it. That. Yeah, That's so the, the Cooper hit in Game 5 of the ALCS in 82 is probably one of them that is just uh, – that one I'll just – that's oh, fantastic, that, right? Hey, like that's just – that's great. We, 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 I could use one more of those. I would like to have that. Go ahead. Win it this year. I'm happy to replace that memory. Please. But right now, that's the one. That was awesome. Um, and I think my moment – I've shared it with you guys before. There was that time back in 2018. It was the NLCS – and Brandon Woodruff hit a bomb off of Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. And I literally thought the place was going to explode from the inside out. Like it was the yeah. loudest sports moment. I know Leroy has an opinion on this whole Brewers World Series thing too. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Back to Leroy Butler on Inside Wisconsin. Shut up and sit down. Back here with Leroy Butler, four-time Pro Bowl. Uh, let's go with it. Super Bowl champion. I don't think there's a better title for anybody in there. Uh, and in full disclosure, Trevor, you haven't been to my, my parents' house. Uh, like everybody, though, we have a Packer room, right? It's literally, it's three candles and a picture of the Virgin Mary from being a shrine <laughs> to Leroy Butler. 
in our basement. It's that close. Well, you know, I love your family. You there's know pictures. That. There's pictures of of the uh, introduction into the Packer Hall of Fame when that happened. That I was fortunate of, and I, I, I'm not sure I can ever properly thank you and repay you for allowing me to present you that night, which was such a a wonderful and well deserved well, night. Good. And uh, good. Yeah, and I have no doubt. Is it hard waiting? Because, like I said, I, I think the Canton call is coming. The numbers yeah. are all there, the championships, but there's sort of a pecking order that, okay, I get you feel like you're, like you're still, you're either a Hall of Famer or you're not, but we just can't put everybody in on the same day. We've got to have the ceremony next year too. Is that important to you? How, how, how much would you like to have that on the resume? Uh, the reason why it's important, yes, it is important. It's important because of my story. My story, African-American uh, from the inner city and in special needs class, uh, special education. My teachers were my real heroes. My mom bringing up five kids by herself, had three jobs, caught two buses, mm. just a carpool. And um, to play in high school as a first All-American all in my school history, um, going to Florida State University and Coach Bobby Bowden only has one home visit. And he chose me to come to the projects to tell my mom that he's going to give me a scholarship. Although I was a prop 48, that meant I didn't pass the SAT test, mm -hmm. didn't get a high enough score, going to the most story franchise. Oh, yeah, it's important. Because I want people to know that you, a Hall of Famer, is still supposed to be a normal guy. Uh, everything we've talked about won't change. And I think I would be one of the few Hall of Famers, once I make it, they're still going to schools, living Oak Creek, and just do, I just want to show kids that it's attainable. Yeah, I just saw him at the gas station. He's pumping his own gas. I mean, <laughs> yes, that's what we do. We pump gas. So in, in football-wise, it's important because I think in the 90s, people thought maybe we only had a few, just Reggie White, Fred Favre, Ron Wolf, and that was it. But you still had one more guy, and I was a first team all decade. I really thought that would be something that made you a finalist a long time ago, but it wasn't. So, and I'm thinking, okay, now that Drew Pearson went in, now the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, I'm the only first team all decade member that's not in. So, and my mom, me and my mom always talked about it, and she was like, well, you know, last in, you get the more money. You know, last and <laughs> first out, you know that thing. But and I and and I know the frustration of guys wanting to get in, John. But I'll say this: my mom say, "Listen, you gotta be, you gotta be excited because there's a lot of guys would never be in your position that think they should." Mm -hmm. So I just embrace it. But last year was different though, because when you get the phone call that you didn't make it, you kind of just like the first year, okay. First time I find it's pretty exciting. We're in Miami. They call you up. Uh, okay, Mr. Baker. It's yeah. Mr. Baker goes, well, Leroy, unfortunately, then I knew. I say, yes, sir. I'll see you next year. It's all good. I don't need all this speech. Mm -hmm. I get it tough for you. The following year, we're in the pandemic. Well, we're still in the pandemic. But that phone call was different. It was like, unfortunately. So I knew. He said, but, but wait, wait, wait. You made the final 10. I said, oh, <laughs> that's kind of a game changer. Could that mean you're really close? 
And that means on some people's ballot, you probably made their final five in the ballot. And then, but John Lynch was a final. You're a better player than John Lynch. I do. I can't hold back. You're a better player than John Lynch. Well, he was a finalist for eight years. And they're like, we got to get him in. We got to get Atwater in. And then mm -hmm. we got this. And then, because Rondé Barber, who I think put up big numbers, He's, his people are like, well, you got to wait till Leroy Butler gets in. But as long as they talk about safeties, which they haven't for a while, John, as you know, yeah, I think I'll be in there. But the next time we do this interview, because it will be a part two, because we don't yes. have enough time to cover everything, then I will have – I want your kids to say, not only did I knew Leroy Butler a long time ago. Long. I can actually – see the jacket and touch it and feel it and put it on. That's important to me for kids to know that. So That's we've talked, we've talked a ton of football. That. We've got some other interests. First, uh, hit me hit me with the anti-bullying thing. Why that? It's very, it's very important, Trevor and John, because I was bullied my whole life because of poverty, uh, my skin color, um, having a single parent, having club feet, being in a wheelchair, you name it, everything. But my grandmother, who was also brilliant, she told me about putting these blinders on and that life is like a game. When you go to these games, they have a cardboard up or a poster and they write mean stuff. You don't go in the stands and fight them. You beat them by not giving away your power by being affected by it. So when I started Butler versus Bullying, when I hear when kids hear that I got bullied, they just like, really? I said, listen, I was never, I wasn't an All-American all my life. I mean, I had holes in my shoes. I had holes in my jeans. Now my daughters buy jeans for $200 with holes in the jeans. I don't get it. But, <laughs> it, but I also, it's two things that kind of we branded off of that. One was make it obsolete by delete. If you're in a group text or social media, if it's not true, just delete it. And then we also, this is most important. It's a fine line between bullying and just having fun. My uncle, for example, is a Bears fan. I send him some rough texts, okay? <laughs> and he sent me some, some and listen, when Aaron Rodgers didn't know if he wanted to play or not the whole offseason for six months, he's been sending me some bad emojis. That's just fun. But if you're trying to, hurt somebody so you can to better yourself mm -hmm. and that's when the bullying thing is and I've been doing it now for about four or five years I speak to maybe 35 schools a year it did not stop in the pandemic we did it on on the classes was like online we did it through Google Meet I mean Zoom I mean StreamYard because the kids the teachers were like looking for online curriculum curriculum anyway tough word so we still did it so i'm just so proud of that and anthem blue cross blue shields of milwaukee they were my partner in this they said we like this we understand it's your story and we're going to keep sponsoring as long as you want to do it and i just teach kids to be leaders not followers but if you're going to follow choose the right leaders and they're the teachers man i relate to that Leroy. i grew up bullied too man uh, I was the tallest yet most unathletic. I had the glasses, the bowl cut, the the whole nine yards, man. You're doing God's work. I'm grateful for that.
And look at um, you on the best podcast in America. Isn't that great? We'll take Wisconsin anyway. <laughs> hey, so I love that you keep talking about stories. It's all about people's yeah. stories. And that's literally what we're trying to do with this is give yeah. you guys the platform to tell your stories and talk about your statriotism. What does that word mean to you when you hear it, Leroy? Statriotism of Wisconsin. It really makes me feel good because I think sometimes people think the Midwest don't have it going on, but I I will let you know something. State of Wisconsin, not only do we Giannis MVP, I mean they won a championship first time in 50 years. Okay. We have Yelich MVP, you know, with the Brewers were in first place. Yeah, they're and, in the playoffs. That's all that counts. They're going to the playoffs. Right. right. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you know, multi MVP. So this state really has a lot. That's why me partnering with the dairy farmers and Wisconsin cheese, because I have the best mac and cheese in America, okay? So I said to myself, who would take that to another level? The state of Wisconsin. I'm just so proud to be here. I really am. It's, it's just so great. It really is, because people just really support you. And when I heard y'all doing the Inside Wisconsin, and we got John on, I said, you know, I'm Finally, somebody has a show dedicated to um, Wisconsin. And I heard, I saw Brian Anderson, who I love and dear, I think mm -hmm. he's the best. I mean, you guys, if without your platform, it would be hard for people to know how much we love it here and really to let the fans know that we're here with you. We're a part of the fabric of this great state. And we do a lot for people. And I think that I'm just so thrilled to be here because I can always vacation in Florida or wherever. Right. But to me, the best state is Wisconsin. I'm for certain not going to make light of the bullying thing, but yeah. you touched on these guys' MVPs. Aaron Rodgers got a lot of MVPs. He's done 13 years of starting quarterback. And after the Saints game, he got bullied. Um, I don't know if you can ever bring that upon yourself. I get the rough off season. Um, I have tried not to defend his performance. He was terrible in the first week. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find anybody on the team that was not terrible that first yeah. week. It's okay. I'm trying to convince people. I don't think that that terribleness had anything to do with the offseason. I may be wrong, um, but I think to just go, he stunk, he deserves it because he did this in the offseason. I'm not sure that's the right through line. I think maybe he just was bad and the rest of the team was bad. Um, he got to touch the ball for about 18 plays in the first half. I, I, just your take on just let's just that little vacuum. We're just going to concentrate week one. No, it's what important. you saw and what 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 your impressions were there. It's important, John, because that's what um, players are talking about with mental illness in a way. And this is how I tie it in. Say you have a disagreement with your wife, your significant other, your girlfriend, or your boyfriend, or you know, maybe, you know, you got a nice white dress on and then, you know, you go somewhere and a guy spills wine on you. Or uh, say your dog is, you know, you tell your kid don't give him bread, but he they give him bread. All that's going on in your head, now step up and make two free throws. It's hard. Step up and, and play a game that you really got a lot going on. See, society don't really have to deal with that. Players have to deal with what society does and not go play a game. Mm -hmm. So players got to understand that 
don't even look at social media when you play bad. Only look at it when you play good. But I just want fans to know sometimes we have to give a guy some space to figure it out. And I get it. I get it. And it's just like, you know, he he had a lot going on. You know, he really did have a lot going on because he's trying to understand. I'm not saying I want to be GM, okay? But it would be like if Trevor and me put the show together and didn't tell you, but you're the headline. You're like, well, wait a minute. Why wouldn't y'all text me and let me know mm -hmm. what the topics are? Well, you're good enough to just whatever the topic is to talk about it. Well, no, can we have a like a group thing? The show would probably be better. He's not trying to be the GM and get Gutekunst fired and all that. But for the most part, everything is fine. But I think the good thing about it, Aaron said he played bad. Mm -hmm. So he'll mm -hmm. give people space enough to feel that way. And then, you know, then you could break down the X's and O's of it. But and it's not really spin. I just want people to know that this is probably the last time he's going to play. So when he texts out or releases him and Devontae about the last dance, people feel a type of a way about that kind of smoke. You don't need that kind of smoke. I have yeah. I have two stories I'd like you to tell because I don't know that Trevor's heard either one of them because he's, he's not old enough to remember these kind of things, but they're important. So first off, uh, you talked about the great uh, coach Bobby Bowden, uh, who we lost recently. Love is such a good man and, and, and so many things he did both at, at in Tallahassee and when he was in West Virginia and, and Morgantown. But uh, tell Trevor about the punt, Punterowski when Florida yeah, State played Clemson, yeah. but tell him why it set up a game-winning field goal. Well, two things. <laughs> we had we were doing this fake punt, Trevor, and we were saving it for Florida at the end of the year, because that's rivalry weekend. But we're playing Kempson. They were top five teams, so were we. We're in Death Valley. Uh, Burt Reynolds bought us some new uniforms, all white. Yeah. It was raining, sorry, so the field was terrible. And we kept practicing this fake punt, and in practice, it never worked. So I'm like, we're never going to run it, you know. So I remember, the, I think it was third down, Chip Ferguson, I quarterback got hit he threw a pass and the guy it's a lollipop i mean all he had to do is catch it the game's over he dropped it so it's fourth down and as i'm running on the field because i was always on the punt team because bowden said you know cover this mark to run it i said huh? <laughs> he said run it i said are you serious? yeah so i'm running out there. i told it was like a key word i forgot the word but i told the punter run it and people were like and whatever that word was, Dane Williams, he was the up. He told everybody the word, so we're going to run it. Everybody was shocked because we were like on our own 18. So we snapped the ball. He gets it to Dane Williams. He puts it in my legs, Trevor. And I'm sitting there, and the plan was for me to wait like uh, 1,000, one 2,000, 1,003, something like that. But I got to like one and a half, and I saw this guy from Clemson. He saw me. So I take off running, and I'm not the fastest. <laughs> so I'm running and running and I said, okay, I got the first down. Like, Yay! That's whoa, they don't see me. And I'm running and I'm running. I said, uh oh, Donnell Wolford, the all all American cornerback, he's the punt returner. He's sitting there like, where is because the punter jumped as if the ball went over his head. So the crowd was screaming, like, oh, we won the game. And you could just see Danny Ford's face, like, oh my <laughs> God, what is going? Get the guy. And I'm running, and Trevor, I got about the 35, right? 
and they said it was a monkey on your back. I said, no, it was a gorilla. <laughs> I mean, you could not even see my name. My head was all the way back, and I'm running, and I'm running, and I'm running. And I didn't have, like, the athletic ability to, like, jump like these guys do now. And I got knocked out, like, at the three. <laughs> and I remember Richie, Richie uh, Andrews, who actually is in Wisconsin. And I remember telling him that he's a kicker. I said, please don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the field goal, and I was everywhere on Sports Center. I remember Beano Cook says the best play since My Fair Lady. That's the yep. best quote of all time. <laughs> and everybody knew who I was. It was great. And I remember meeting with the media. I never met with the media before. John, I don't know if I told you this story. So they come up to me and they're asking me all these questions about the play. And somebody said, did you have butterflies? I said, no, I had pterodactyls. <laughs> I go try to figure out how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> he got caught at the three. Oh. He, I'm slow. I'm not a Dion's the speed guy and Terrell Buckley. Buck. I, oh, I'm, Terrell Buckley. I'm sorry. I don't want to be the hero. I just want to be a part of the That's story. That's it. That's it. You're just uh, you're here to rate. You're lift. You're bringing people along with you. Richie Andrews is the hero. Robert Novak says, "Just bring. You want to bring people along with you." Yeah, and that's right. what you were trying to do. Yeah. The other thing I want Trevor to know: tell him about when your rookie year and you, you drove your car into the ditch or whatever. What kind of car did you have? I had a, I had a classic Nissan 300Z T top. The way nice. you take the tops out of it. And yeah. I, I'm a second round pig. I'm riding down 41. You know, just, you know, I mean, come on, cool, right? It was like December, and all of a sudden, this stuff started coming out that I've never seen before. I heard about it. I seen it on the Hallmark channels, but I never did. <laughs> and, it, and it started snowing. So I'm saying it's no big deal. I'm just driving. And it, Trevor, the ice and snow started to gather on my tires. And I. No one told me how to put on brakes in snow. I slam on brakes. I'm doing a 360 into the ditch. And this one I knew I wanted to be in Wisconsin my whole life. I bet you seven cars stopped to help me. Anywhere else, they just drive by. That idiot in a Z. He deserves it. You know. And I remember the guy, he's pulling out the car with a um, tow truck. He says, sir. You might want to get you a SUV four by four. I had no idea what a four by four was. Four wheel drive? No. I'm from Florida. It's rear wheel drive, and it's a it's a classic. He said it's classic junk up here. I got rid of it and got me an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> and now here you are today, as Wisconsin as it gets. Uh, yeah. What are you driving, are you driving right now? Oh, Ford. I'm a Ford Lincoln guy. I, I have right. my own dealership up in Wapaka. For about four or five years. So uh, my wife has a Lincoln Aviator. You know, she got that nice car. Sure. And I have a, a Lincoln MKT as in Tom. I love Ford. I'm a Ford Lincoln guy. Mm -hmm. no. I promise you there are a lot of people grinning ear to ear listening to these stories. We'll wrap it up with Leroy Butler. After this, we are inside Wisconsin.
Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, and North Star Mohican Casino Resort. Helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with. We are happy. We are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. We are back inside Wisconsin. Trevor Thomas, John Anderson, and Leroy Butler of Lambo Leap fame. Leroy, thanks for joining us. All right, it's lightning okay. round. Okay. I get a couple questions here, and then John pummels you, and then we wrap. That's that's really how this goes. My yeah, in with my friend. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Super Bowl 31, right? It's the ring that you wear proudly. Tell us a story about you winning the Super Bowl with your teammates, who we all know very well, that maybe hasn't been told before. Give us something well, good from Super Bowl 31. It, it was amazing. It really was. I mean, I remember beating Carolina, and it was like I saw a sign say, 30 years of misery has, has ended. We're going to the Super Bowl. I say, 30 years. Well, that's, I mean, matter of fact, it's, you know, it's, it's the anniversary this year you know, um, that we've done it. So this is a big year for alumni weekend, October 1st weekend. It's alumni. This is like the big deal. So I just remember I didn't like roommates. I, I always had room by myself. And it was like, well, we're going to go to this other hotel. It's smaller. So you have a roommate. And my roommate was my brother, Edgar Bennett. So Edgar Bennett was, you know, different. Because, you know, you with a roommate, things different. But for us, it was about the heat and the cooling. I like it a little bit warmer. He likes it a little bit colder. So every hour he would get up and put it down to like 64. So, I mean, you can hang meat in our room. It's, I mean, I, <laughs> I, smoke, I get up 77. He wake up in his sleep 63. I get up 80. And we did it all night before the game. And it was so funny. We were telling people, and he didn't realize I was doing it. He thought the um, thermostat was broken. He calls down, hey, can y'all get somebody to come pick the thermostat? And just be going back up to 80. And the lady say, sir, you're too late. Your roommate already called, says it's too cold. It's him messing with it. <laughs> thermostat wars. The yeah. night before the Super Bowl. Yes, we didn't even sleep, and we realized because I didn't realize he was doing it either. And she said, "Yeah, because it's climate control, blah blah blah." And it was just so funny. We laughed about it. We told all the guys about it. All right, last one for me. So, <laughs> you've been in Wisconsin when the Packers won another Super Bowl. Yep. You've been here in Wisconsin when the Bucks won a championship. How incredible would it be for a Brewers World Series victory? Oh my goodness, I can already see the route. Because where American family is, is like right on the outskirts of downtown. And it that area is a, an amazing area. And it would be, because it's right by a highway. It will be people all up on the highway. It would be shut down. I mean, because the Bucks were, it was downtown. You got 65,000 people. And but the Bucks won one. The Brewers have never won one, so the entire state will be it will be like you've never seen before. But you will see people standing on trucks and cars, 
all on the outskirts of downtown, our Miller Park Way. It'll be people from all directions because where the stadium sit, you got like a highway going right past it. It will be amazing. And I'll be happy for the Ryan Bronze. Congratulations on Ryan Bronze. He uh, retired after 14 years. Those guys, the 82 guys, they got a parade, but they didn't actually win it. But this will be – it'll be amazing. It really will be amazing. Trevor requires – in his speed round, he goes for long answers. I just, I'm just i quick hitter. This is it. <laughs> Boom. I want to get through Those the throw. good ones, though. Give me the meanest SOB you played with. Oh, Wayne Simmons. He, I think he actually eat iron. Wayne Simmons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who's, who's, mean. Who's the cheapest dude you played with? Brett Favre. He still <laughs> owes me like 11 bucks. He played me, <laughs> uh, Eugene Robinson, and Tyrone Williams' best ball in golf. Yeah. A dollar a hole. And we beat him. And he, he was like, uh, I got to go to the ATM, but he didn't have a card. <laughs> And we had to get him some gas. I mean, guy, I'm like, and he made a hundred million dollars because he always expect to win, right? So he didn't bring any money. So yeah, he probably cheapest. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, just toughest, just a guy that that you couldn't get off the field. Well, I'd say Brady never missed a game. At one time, yeah. he had a broken thumb. He had a broken thumb. Um, and I never thought in my wild dream he would be able to play there. Uh, smartest dude. Ooh, George Koontz. George Koontz. Good. Uh, now these are just some dudes I want to know. Um, you played with Mark Murphy. Oh, yeah. Not, not that president. Mark Murphy. Yeah, not the president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark Murphy was – he's actually the guy that taught me really the professionalism about – Wisconsin and your teammates. So I learned a lot from him. He was great. Um, Tony Mandridge. You know, Tony was a great guy. I He let me borrow his truck to move stuff. And so I appreciate that. He was like, just take my truck. So this is like the top pick. And he gave me my, like, hey, go, you know, use my truck to move stuff. It was awesome. Who's at the door, you think? Oh, that's just my son. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> He's out there with his, he's out there with my with my dad. All right, real quick. Uh give me something about Desmond. He's the man. Without Desmond, I wouldn't have a Super Bowl ring. Because we heard all these narratives that they wouldn't let him play wide receiver. He wouldn't do this. Desmond Howard was the man. And he was a Super Bowl MVP. Without him, no one would have a ring. He carried us through the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, have you ever hit a deer? Yes, but it wasn't my fault. But guess what? The deer gets up and run away. Okay, so we're all right then. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. All right, last one. <laughs> people, people know a lot about Mike Holmgren, who you played for. People know a lot about Bobby Bowden, who you played for. Yeah. Tell us, give me something quick that you take every day, still at age 53, from Corky Rogers, who coached your high school team and is a legend in Florida. Love your teammates. And you play for the guy next to you. Be very unselfish. It's not about you. It's about the team. Without the team, it will not work. I'll never forget that. And I still use it apply it to life, too. Leroy right. Butler, um, you are terrific. First off, take a wide shot. Not only were you a great player, 
And and Steve Young always said you were in the right place. Your product placement is beyond <laughs> is fantastic. So I want to compliment you on your product placement. That's great. Um, and I and I hope people for, don't forget because I know I don't. We talk about the three people that transformed the franchise that came in, and it was Brett, and it was Reggie, and it was you. But we traded for Brett. Reggie picked us. You were there first. Yep. And we yeah, never I, forget that. I'm glad you brought that up because they all joined me. Yep. I was we up, there. we were six and 10, four and 12. And things, so I saw it when it was bad. And then all of a sudden it got better. And it's been better ever since. So thanks. It has been. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for being with us here on Inside Wisconsin. Thank you so much. Remember part two now when I get in the Hall of Fame. We'll do a oh, part two. Please. Done. Sure. Here first. We'll see you then. Yeah. Yes. This will be the first show I go on once I make it. <laughs> well, this, good news. We're recording that and we'll hold you to yeah. it. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. Shut up and sit down. Listen, if I took a vote, I don't like uh, LeBroy, LeBroy Butler any less after this hour of chatting with him than I did before. He's one of us. I, I, it's so cool to hear the stories of him becoming a Wisconsin statriot, right? Grew up in Florida, Florida State. Went to high school in Jacksonville. Yeah. Now driving to Trans Am in the snow here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, man. Just, but a first-class guy, and um, yeah. uh, I really – I told him uh, when he asked me to be his presenter, I said, I'll, I'll do this because I said, I'm pretty sure you're going to need someone more important when you go to Canton. And and I think that's going to happen. I, I don't know how it hasn't already. Um, I think ultimately he is the next guy that's in the Hall of Fame for the Green Bay Packers. I think so, too. And you heard him say it. He promised to announce that news, or maybe this was the first yeah. show that he's going to come on after he gets that call to Canton. So much of that success that we still ride today um, starts on the back of Brett, yeah. Reggie, and Leroy. When they, People when forget they that. Through. Two out of those so, three names 36. Are, good one. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Hey, all right. Speaking of good one, uh, you, the fans, I, we love your feedback. All the comments and the posts that we make on social yeah. media. Remember, you can email us. Our information is there on the website at InsideWisconsin.com. And we've gotten some emails, J.A. People have noticed all the bobbleheads and stuff behind sure. me. And you've, in this view right here, you can see the poster that you have up on the wall, your stock yeah. for the Packers, and a doll. You have to tell us the story about whatever that doll is over. I think it's your left shoulder because people have noticed. Uh, what the hell is that thing? Is that, I guess technically he's a doll. Yeah, uh, a doll. Can you tell now what he is? It appears to be a pretzel doll. Nabisco. It's Mr. Okay. Salty. Oh, Mr. Okay. All right. So, that, so that's my oh. Mr. Salty doll. Uh, Why he, do you have a Mr. Salty he, doll on your set? He dates back to uh, 1983, my senior year in high school, which, by the way, look, he's missing. His mouth has fallen off. I've had to draw on his nose, and his, he's got one original eye. So uh, this is Mr. This guy turned out, he was my good luck charm or my whatever you want to call it, my talisman that I needed every time when I high jumped, uh, which I really mostly did for about two weeks at the end of my junior year. And then my whole senior year, and I had a re really remarkable year. I, you know, don't want to oversell it, but it was it was crazy. I, I went from literally coming off a tennis court with two weeks left in the season as a junior um, to the next year having the second best jump in the entire state, huh. which is ridiculous. All because um, of Mr. Salty. Sort of. So we had a guy on our team, God bless him, Greg Plinska, all right, a.k.a. Pins, because – 
this is about how Greg Plinsky at the time was built, right? <laughs> six, six, and probably at times thin enough to fall through a sewer grate. Really good basketball player pins was. And um, I still think taught for years in Seymour. Uh, Pin- Mr. Plinsky had one of the great record album collections you'll ever want to uh, listen to both uh, first generation rock and roll and the blues. So he was fantastic, but he was, uh, he was just a great guy. And so one time we went to some meet and we were eating pretzels, Mr. Salty pretzels. And we went, oh my God, look at this. This looks like Greg Plinska. So hence miss. And we had a good meet and I jumped really high. So Mr. Salty kind of became my guy. And then we would cut him off the box tops and over the Trojan on our, uh, my sweats, we'd tape Mr. Salty. Uh, then if you had like four box tops back when you could do that and a dollar 99, they sent you Mr. Salty doll. So I kept with him the whole time and I had a pretty good year. So I took him with me down to college and I just kept in my shoe bag, right? I had a separate bag for my high jump shoes. And Mr. Salty was in there at every single meet. Always had Mr. Salty with me. Uh, so he was my good luck charm. He's with me all the time. And until I set this little set up here behind me, uh, he literally sat next to my phone in my office at ESPN. Like, I've never oh, been wow. without this dude. Um, there's a guy that coached Missouri's women's track team and then the men's eventually for umpteen years, uh, 25 years. And he talked about people who have kind of superstitions or just things that relax them. And he's like, we had this dude who had a Mr. Salty doll and he carried it with him all the time. I went and spoke at the Wisconsin Track Coaches Association five years ago, whatever, big, huge. It was down outside of Madison, thousands of coaches. And Coach McGuire was there because he has spoken as a clinician all the time. So I was giving this keynote address. And about halfway through, and I was talking about how significant Coach McGuire had been in my life. He really has been, uh, as coaches are so many times, right? I've kept a communication with Coach McGuire since uh, 83, and I showed up on campus at Mizzou. Uh, And I looked at him and I said, and Coach, if you're wondering – and I reached down underneath the, the, the podium and I pulled him. Out. I said, oh, yeah, he's, he's here. I don't, I don't go anywhere without Mr. Salty when it's That's really important. Cool. So and I'll tell you this last thing one day because uh, people realized it was a stupid thing and he was just in there. And I came out for practice one day and somebody had taken my shoe, my shoe bag. And I looked up and he was about 19 feet in the air, hanging from a pole vault standard that people just <laughs> screw with me had taken my Mr. Salty Leave and they him wrapped alone. him up and they kind of held him hostage and they had him tied to the pole vault bar. Then it was raised up 19 feet in the air. So I had to, <laughs> uh, I had to rescue Mr. Salty. That's as close as we've ever come to having, you know, a real, a real issue with him. Otherwise it's just years of wear and tear. So that's my guy, Mr. Salty who is, yep. uh, like I said, he's with me forever, but he is a uh, he is rooted in the great state of Wisconsin and a great friend and a great former teammate of mine, Greg Plinska. Good stuff. A lot uh, of people I, know Plinny. I knew Go there was a Wisconsin tie. Him. There had to have been a Wisconsin tie. He's on the set of Inside Wisconsin. That's good stuff. <laughs> there he is. He's, hey, a man. Uh, he's it. J.A., people are digging this, man. I am super grateful that you're along for this ride, uh, as are all of you. I don't know if you saw, Johnny, but that announcement with Brian Anderson went viral. That's about as viral as you and I have gotten on Inside Wisconsin thus far. Over a half a million people <laughs> viewed that announcement from BA uh, Wisconsin. That's about him, time. right? That's more about him than the other one. That's all right. What, what, by the way, last thing I'll say, because they have a new uh, um, – Lisa Byington was named the, the play-by-play yeah. voice of the Milwaukee Bucks in a groundbreaking hire, which is fantastic. What I need to know now, because they say that – I think they're keeping Marcus Johnson, but doesn't everybody have to have an analyst named Rock? <laughs> yeah, you're required. Because right? Wayne Larravee's with uh, McCarron, Rock. who is 
The Rock. The Rock. And and Brian Anderson is with Rock. So Rock. I don't know if Marcus Johnson's gonna um, you know, with the new thing, but I I I we should somehow start a campaign to just start name because you know, basketball rock. I, it could work somewhere. Maybe Mr. Salty. We'll ship this it. is what I got. Sit there. Give yeah. them the sign off. People people need to get on with their with their with their day. We love you. Keep sharing, keep commenting, keep liking, and of course, subscribe here on YouTube for John. It's Trevor. Until next time, as you were Wisconsin. Man, the Ryder Cup was awesome. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Millhome Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, and North Star Mohican Casino Resort. Shut up and sit down.